Welcome to the KPC Podcast. This week's message is from Dr. Benjamin Williams. One of my strongest memories of Christmas It was night before Christmas, the year I was four years old. The whole house smelled like fresh cookies and plum pudding. Our socks, yes, yes, we used real socks, were tacked to the mantle, waiting to be filled with fruit, candy, and nuts. And the tree, which we had just set up that morning, was trimmed and beautiful with antique glass ornaments, and it was brightly lit with those great big, big bulbs. Red, it shimmered in reds and greens and yellows and blues. Underneath it were a few decorations. I seem to recall there were some circus toys. There was a medium-sized rocking horse. But there were no presents yet. No presents yet. The presents only appeared after Santa Claus would visit secretly in the wee hours of the morning. And so upstairs, my big brother and I settled in, getting into bed, excited about what Christmas morning would bring. It took a long time to fall asleep. The room was still dark when I woke up. I thought, had I heard something? Was there maybe a thump in the living room? Maybe a scratching on the roof? And then I I strained, I wondered, are those distant bells? And then I got to wondering, well, when does Santa Claus come? And how do you know? How does he really come and go? What kind of sounds would he make? How would I know when Santa's here? And I held my breath and listened for what seemed like hours. It must have been, it was a long time, it must have been at least a good two and a half minutes. (laughs) And Finally, I couldn't stand it anymore, and I got up and I slipped out of bed and I padded down to my parents' bedroom. And they were both asleep. And I was, I was too shy to, to wake them up, so I just stood there, kind of perplexed, staring at them. <laughs> now, parents, you know what happens when you have beady little eyes staring at you, don't you? My father roused up, what is it? He mumbled, still half asleep. And I said, I think I heard Santa Claus. Is it time to, go, to get up and go downstairs yet? My dad fumbled around on the bedside table for the clock, and he kind of looked at it, and he said, It's only 4.30 in the morning. Go back to bed. We'll get you up. So I went back to bed, and I listened, and I waited. I guess I fell asleep. 
And when I woke up, it was still dark. And, but I thought, surely it's, it's time to get up by now. And so I padded down the hall again. And what? My father groaned. It's barely 5.30. Go back to sleep. And I slipped out the door. I overheard my father comment to my mother, we've got to teach that boy how to read time. (laughs) When I woke up the third time, it was actually a little brighter in the room. And I strained again to listen for sounds of Santa until I couldn't stand it anymore, and I got up, and I, I went down the hall to ask if it was time for us all to get up. And my parents, who were both awake at this time, looked at the clock and then looked at each other, and my mother sighed, it's 6.15, well, we might as well get up. <laughs> they sent me to wake up my brother and sister, get them up. We put on our bathrobes, and my father went ahead downstairs to turn on the Christmas tree lights. And at last, we descended down the staircase to the wonder-filled room. Advent. Today is the last Sunday of Advent. Advent is the season of waiting. We begin waiting for the return of Christ in glory, his ultimate triumph over evil, over over death, the resurrection of the dead, the final judgment for eternal life. And then about halfway through, we pause and we look back and remember his first coming as a babe in a feeding trough in Bethlehem. And yet, even Christmas Day is not here yet. And the return of the Lord lies in the dim and unknown future. And for now, for now, we wait. But how do you wait? The Apostle Paul tells us something about waiting. Now listen as I... Read from his first letter to the Thessalonians in chapter 5. He says, Now concerning the times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you don't need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there's peace and security, then suddenly destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light and children of the day. We're not of the night or of darkness. So, so then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. When we stop expecting, when we stop anticipating, we are asleep, that is spiritually unconscious and unaware. And we cease to be ready for Jesus' coming. Whether we're talking about his second coming, his first coming, his coming into our hearts by faith, 
or his coming when we cross from this life into the spiritual realm in death. Whether either you are going to be alert and waiting or you are asleep and in trouble. Waiting for Jesus means we do not sleep. We do not sit there twiddling our thumbs. It's an expectant waiting. It's an active waiting. It's a restless waiting. It's a waiting that strains to hear the sound of the trumpet, that rejoices in rapt anticipation of the announcement of Messiah's birth, awaiting that continually pads down the darkened halls of our earthly existence to ask our Heavenly Father, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Awaiting that can barely contain itself over the joys about to be revealed. The Magi from the East... They saw the heavenly portent, and they could not wait. Sparing no cost at great personal risk, they traveled long and hard to follow the star to the Holy Land. We must guesstimate that their trip took probably close to a year and a half. And when they arrived in Jerusalem to inquire where the expected king of the Jews to, to be, was to be born, they encountered many there who knew the scriptures. They could, in fact, quote to them by heart the divine promises. They knew exactly where Messiah was to be born. But they had no anticipation. They had no more expectations. Not a single one of Herod's wise men cared to join them for the now relatively short walk to Bethlehem to see if the promised one had actually arrived. Not a one of them. Jaded and cynical, they had long since ceased to anticipate the coming of the Messiah. However, with quickening step, the Eastern Magi hurried on, knowing that their waiting would soon be rewarded and they would find the answers they were looking for. So do you, do you still hold your breath in anticipation of the Christmas gospel? Do you hold your breath in anticipation of Jesus' glorious return? We know what it is to wait in rapt anticipation for something great and wonderful. Do you remember your sleepless nights waiting for Christmas morning? Or maybe do children know something that you might have forgotten? How to wait in anticipation. So, do you look forward 
to Jesus Christ even more than looking forward to Santa Claus. Just saying. As we pause to pray, I want to ask the band members to come up, our prayer ministers to come forward, and then we'll sing together. Let's pray. Santa Claus is partial to children who are good, but you, Lord, bestow your gifts to those who don't do as they should. The difference is that mystery that you call saving grace. Santa, Santa didn't die to save a lost and sinful race. What we deserve, Lord Jesus, is a stocking full of coals. What we get is mercy and redemption for our souls. Naughty doesn't summarize the faults we must confess. But in compassion, give us, Lord, your perfect righteousness. No, Santa's list cannot compare with what is kept in heaven's book. What shame if we could take a look and see what we have written there. The deeds of selfishness and pride, the words that caused another pain. We might erase them from our brain, but Lord, your ink has barely dried. Not a single thing is missed. Your mercy is the only thing to save our souls from perishing when we shall have to read that list. At the ending of the age, by your cradle and your cross, have mercy, Christ, upon the lost, and stamp forgiven across each page. Thank you for listening to the KPC Podcast. For more messages and information, visit kpc.org.